0: are plotting to assassinate a presidential candidate my wife and daughter have been targeted and people that i work with may be involved in both i'm federal agent jack bauer and today is the longest day of my life
1: all right we're excited to be back here the 24 podcast my name is josh rivers and i have mark with me again How are you doing? hello 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 i'm well well good all right, well, I'm definitely excited to be able to come back and look at some more with 24. And so so definitely excited about some of the different interactions we've been able to have on Twitter again. And so the conversations keep keep coming back there. And so some good feedback from people. And so definitely appreciate that. We're over 100 followers on Twitter also. Sweet. Uh, definitely, if you haven't followed us yet, go to Twitter, and you can follow us at the 24 Podcast. And you can be able to do that. And so we try to stay on top of different news events that take place and take part in different conversations, people talking about 24 in some fashion. And so we try to get involved in that and try to um, interact with people, try to get some more information. And actually, I was going to wait for the end, but I think I'm going to go ahead and mention it now. I don't know if you saw it yet, Mark, but there was a I can't remember who it was now. Um, I should have looked this up before we started recording. But there was someone that um, put a clip of um, or just a, a screenshot. They were uh, they had like a day off, a ho- some kind of holiday or something like that where they lived. Oh, right. And, and so th- so they were at home watching it. And so you can see their their feet kind of propped up and they right. have 24 on the screen. And so I just thought to have a little fun with it. And I said, well, that looks like such and such. And so they, they said, yeah, exactly. And so it'd be just off of one screenshot, be able to tell what what show it was and what scene was happening and things like that. And so then it kind of spawned off and said, well, hey, maybe we can have like a little contest and see where we could do some screenshots and kind of like name that season.
2: Oh, yeah, that, I like that idea. Yeah, that was uh, that was actually, it looks like her name's Braun. And I think she's there you from go. Australia, if I remember right.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm not looking at it right now, and so
2: um, yeah, I just I just pulled it up on my phone as we were visiting. She said, "When holidays and National Stay in Bed Day collide," and then had the picture. And actually, Mary Lynn uh, Chloe actually commented on it as well. So, oh yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, because it looked like he had a beret.
2: <laughs> yeah, she said, "Is Jack wearing there? a beret?"
1: <laughs> but yeah, it ended up being um, season four when he was holding up the. Um, convenience store, the gas station there. And so, which I thought that was kind of a little cool little subplot that took place there. But some people are like, well, why in the world that was kind of useless,
2: but I kind of liked it. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should find a couple and we'll just take pictures on our phones and upload them to Twitter and see what everybody thinks and see who can find them. I'm just going to, yeah. maybe I'll do that this week. I'll just randomly go through Netflix and stop at a random episode and I'll try to pick a, pick a frame and we'll see who finds it.
1: Yeah, and so I mean I, – and mm-hmm. actually since then I saw a couple of other people kind of post some similar things up there like that. And so they put a screenshot and say, was this? And there was one where it was like really dark. You could tell that the person in front was Jack holding a gun. Couldn't, mm-hmm. There was someone behind him, but I couldn't tell who it was. And so I made a quick comment and I said, let's see, Jack in the dark with a gun. Um, <laughs> pointing it at somebody. <laughs> So so my <laughs> first reaction, my first thought there is like, well, I mean, that could be anything. That's
2: right. That's any but season.
1: Then th- there was two different scenes that kind of played in my mind and I was wrong on both accounts. Nah. But there, there was one in um, season eight when Jack was in the tunnel trying to lead President Hassan yeah. um, through there. So I was thinking, OK, well, maybe that's it because they were walking down a dark tunnel during part of that. And so that, that might have been it. And then I was thinking, well, maybe it's season one because, I mean, we're going through season one now. And so and I um, started thinking, well, maybe that's when he's in that secret prison, prison facility going through the hallways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that, that was another one. But I was totally wrong. It was actually season seven, and that was Tony behind him. I couldn't tell it was Tony. I, yeah. I, I feel bad.
2: Nah, that's bad. That's
1: fine. Joel's going to get on to me for not recognizing Tony in the shadows.
2: We'll have to come up with a cool hashtag, like, where's Jack? And we can do, like, Twitter pictures. Oh, there you go. So, like, it. where's Waldo? Where's Jack? That's right. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> we we'll where's Waldo? So, hmm. Hey, there and you then, go. And then once we get some swag going, then we can have, like, prizes. Hey, there you go. That's right. I like it. So, so anyway, so
1: people uh, kind of look forward to that. Or if you uh, have anything that you want to throw up there as well, you can uh, go ahead throw your own little screenshots up there. Try to include... Include us on there at the 24 podcast that we can kind of get involved in that and we'll retweet it and try to get other people involved as well try to see how well people can be able to tell scenes and so and uh, probably the more complex or the more vague the screenshot is probably the more interesting it can be right and so I mean if you have a, a screenshot with Tony and Chloe and Jack all together uh, it might be a little more obvious as to where it is, right. but uh, something a little more vague can probably be a little more interesting on that.
2: Right, or or something funny like Jack wearing a beret.
1: Yeah, there you go. Or it looks <laughs> like it. yeah, <laughs> that that was funny. But anyway, um, this is a long kind of introduction segue. I, um, that's tangent okay. that we're on.
2: You know, we were just we were just talking about that, Josh. How we we ought to have a little bit more commentary. So I think it's fine.
1: Oh yeah. And so um, last week, we covered kind of the first half of season one, and uh, we we went into some detail in um, certain areas, and so um, obviously we weren't able to cover everything, but as Mark just mentioned, we're going to try to do a little bit more commentary uh, style, so we may leave some more details out than we mentioned in the last episode, but we're going to try to Um, bring some more thoughts into it. Um, And again, this leaves it open for you that if there's any particular scene that you want to mention or maybe a subplot that uh, we're leaving out that you want to mention, maybe you thought was um, important um, that we didn't mention it for some reason or something that was just interesting or maybe it's like, well, why in the world did they put this scene in there because it doesn't make any sense or or whatever. And so
2: kind of insert your thoughts there. You know, one of the things that that we talked about at the end of last episode is the fact that Really, there was kind of a, a close to uh, the first half of the season because of them, you know, initially being slated for 13 episodes. So you have that close, and then we jump in again to, um, you know, things happening. And, and Senator Palmer seems to get a little more involved in the second half of, of uh, season one as he discovers a link between him and Bauer as far as um, the, the secret mission that Bauer was on that he had authorized. And you know that makes it kind of interesting too, because you know Palmer pushes around, pushes his weight around a little bit and uh, makes some things happen. And it's yeah. kind of it's kind of neat to see. I was just watching uh, that that part where you know Palmer decides you know, well we have uh, Mike Novick who learns that you know Operation Nightfall is the reason that this is happening, and they deduce that Jack, who was the only survivor, was the one that um had planned the whole thing, and really he was trying to kill Palmer and blamed him for all of his team being killed. And uh, so anyways, he shows up at CTU wanting to talk to Jack, and he kind of gets the runaround from Chappelle, which, um, you know, I forgot that Chappelle's kind of a jerk sometimes. Yeah. uh, (laughs) You know, they they push him off and push him off, and he kind of throws Tony in the middle of it, and Tony has to push him off. And it's funny that uh, finally there's a call from DOD. (laughs) <laughs> to uh, yeah. Chappelle and basically says, hey, um, Senator Palmer is to be given everything he wants and you're not to stop him. And then he hangs up the phone and Chappelle kind of looks at Palmer and says, thanks for helping me cut through the red tape. And Palmer just kind of looks at him like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't bother me.
1: Yeah. Which, by the way, <laughs> we have a, a clip of that, um, an audio clip here. So, And so I, I found this, and I, the very first part is when Palmer... Uh, first gets there and he's approached by Tony and kind of giving the runaround. And then then it jumps a little bit later when he finally does get to meet Jack and has their initial conversation and both of them kind of have an aha moment as far as, okay, now this is what's really happening. And so um, we're going to go ahead and play that here.
3: I can go over your head, Mr. Almeida. And I assure you, there will be consequences. I apologize, Senator, but we do have protocol. All right, District Director Ryan Chappelle is working on clearance right now. But if I could tell him why you're here... All he needs to know is that I need to talk to Jack Bauer, and I need to do it now. Senator Palmer, Leave us. I'll be outside. Thank you. Close the door. Sit. Yes, sir. I want to know who's working with you. In which context, sir? I'm sorry, I don't... Right here, right now. We're going to put an end to this. Sir, I don't know what the people here have been telling you. I know why you want me dead, Mr. Bauer. What want you dead, Senator. I
4: don't know what you're talking about. Kosovo.
3: Kosovo. I know you hold me responsible for the men you lost there two years ago today. You know about Operation Nightfall? I authorized the mission. I know you took out Victor Drazen and his inner circle. I know you lost six men in the process. And you think I want revenge for the death of my men? Yes, I do. With
4: all due respect, Senator, I almost died today trying to protect you. And if I blame anyone for the death of my men in Kosovo, sir, I blame myself. Then what were you doing at the power plant? I was trying...
0: The reason why I went for that Secret Service agent's gun, sir, was to try and get you out of the room without giving myself away. The people that want you dead, they had kidnapped my family. They threatened to kill them if I didn't assist them in the assassination attempt. They didn't tell you any of this when you came in, did they, sir?
2: No. So, what do you think about that, Mark? <laughs> you know, I, I love it. Um, I love that conversation that, that they had. And, and Palmer, you know, he, he really acts – to me, he acts – Presidential before he's presidential. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, he he definitely has that uh command of authority.
2: Yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's funny to see him and and Tony interact a little bit, and um, you know everybody loves Tony, but Tony's not the same person in those early seasons as he is a little bit later on. He he doesn't have that same. I don't know. He's not quite as bold as he is later on. I don't think.
1: No, I I, I think season one, which actually I have another clip that we'll play a little bit later but kind of talks about the development that this season really kind of helps these characters really kind of define who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they kind of start off one place and they have this, this intense day and there's like tremendous growth and it just kind of solidifies and proves kind of who they are and where they where they stand and how they're going to – their character and all that kind of stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I think that's kind of what happened with Tony. Yeah. is He's kind of in this transition stage. And so, again, as you mentioned in a previous episode, that uh, he's kind of this computer guy in this one. And we see him in later ones where he's moving more to being the guy in charge and even going tactical. Yeah. Um, and, and you see him in the tactical and you can't – it's hard to imagine him being the guy behind a computer. But then, again, here you look in season one, you see him behind the computer. It's hard to vision him as being the guy in charge or being the guy in the tactical area. And so but but there's a, a progression that is made
2: you know I, I think it is interesting to to see to see that and see how the characters grow and develop and and um, that's one of the cool things about twenty four and especially with some of these main characters that we see you know season after season after season season is is learning more about them, learning um, different parts about their background because obviously um you know he is he i think we talked yeah, we talked about it before that he had a computer uh degree and whatnot, but he was also a marine. You know, and he was a, I believe, a sniper. So we start to see that come out a little bit more too, and and remember that he is definitely capable of doing those types of things as well. So it is kind of neat. And so
1: I like the fact that, I mean, Palmer's there. I mean, he knows or he thinks he really knows what's going on, and he's going to give Jack the third degree. He was pissed for this. And and so I mean, he's confronting Jack, and then also Jack says, apparently they haven't told you what happened. And so Jack starts to explain about his family and, and all that. And then all of a sudden, and you, I mean, obviously in the audio you can't see it, mm-hmm. um, but, but you look at the video and you can see Palmer's face and his whole um, body language kind of change as he goes from being furious to all of a sudden he's like, oh, wow.
2: Oh, I get it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he says, I didn't realize what you're going through, and of course they have some further conversation Mm -hmm. later on as they they try to really dive into, okay, what is going on here, and they try to figure out some more things.
2: You know, what I thought was interesting there too is I think that's the first time we ever hear Jack's with all due respect line, and uh, it's interesting to watch Jack how, you know, he's been accused of trying to kill the president, and being being the uh, patriot that he is, he gets really offended by it. You know, and with all due respect, you know, I was trying to say and he stops and he realizes that Senator Palmer has no idea what happened. And he he stops himself because he does mean with all due respect, he is respectful to the senator. Um, He's respectful to a presidential candidate. And, you know, he just stops himself and he rephrases what he's going to say. And he puts it in a more respectful tone rather than just, you know, the typical, you know, natural Jack Bauer of I'm going to yell at you and tell you that you don't know what you're talking about. And it's really neat to see, um, you know, the level of patriotism he has and the respect that he has for, you know, essentially his boss, because, you know, Senator Palmer was the one that was in charge of a lot of the operations that he did, you know, being on the intelligence committee or, or whatever, whichever committee it was. And so that was a neat, I guess, dynamic as well to see the respect, even when he's being, you know, quite frankly, fairly disrespected um, by Senator Palmer in the way that he's talking to him.
1: Right. Yeah. So, but it, I, I, I mean, this is obviously the, really the beginning of their relationship. Yeah. And I mean, of course, when um, Palmer gets there, he has absolutely no intention of forming a friendship mm-hmm. uh, with, <laughs> with Bauer, much less, I mean, he wasn't even planning on being friendly. And so, um, but then, I mean, by the time we get to the end of this, uh, the season, uh, we can see that the tides have totally changed um, in there. We'll get there right. um, later in the episode. We actually have another clip too to share there. So um, pretty cool stuff. You know, but anyway,
2: I think another thing that happens right around here is, is this is when um, Nina realizes that um, Terry and Kim might be harmed as well, right? Or was that? Yeah. That was right. Yeah, that here. is. Yeah.
1: yeah, because they have, um, of course, as uh, Jack and them are being flown back they they get a tip at CTU that there's another shooter that has arrived. And so they're so now they again at the end of episode thirteen they think everything's hunky dory, everything's fine. (laughs) The threat is passed. You know, hunky dory. But anyway, um uh and so so they think it's all passed, but then they get this tip that there's another shooter and so all of a sudden the threat is raised. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, of course, Jack gets back and he gets pulled into interrogation and Kim and Terry are taken to a clinic to be um, treated and be looked after and things like that, see if there's anything wrong. And then they're being transported to a safe house because of this threat.
2: Well, and I think it's important to point out that right before they leave the hospital, there's this hint of, oh, Terry, we need to run some more tests. I'm seeing something that's, you know, interesting. And the doctor wants to run a pregnancy test. So all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what's, what's going on here? And uh, that comes into play later on. And I think we have a clip that we'll discuss about that too. Oh yeah. But you know, that's, that's an interesting twist as well that, um, you know, Terry's okay, but the doctor's like, yeah, we need to run some more tests. I'm seeing some things that are a little bit interesting here and, and, and we'd like to run a pregnancy test. And then you have Kim asking, Hey mom, you know, what did they talk about at the hospital? What'd you hear? You know, what'd they find out? and you know, Terry's, you know, doesn't really tell her much and just kind of leads her on and just says, oh, yeah, it's nah. like oh,
1: it's nothing much. It's just a cyst that burst. I mean, it's going to take care of itself. No problem. And so just be a little pain. No, okay, so no big deal. I'm
2: OK. I'm good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a secret. That's right. So. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. So there's that. And then, like you said, they, you know, they get some tips and and uh, get a little concerned. So Terry and Kim are taken to a safe house with Nina, and by this time, if I remember, the first time I watched this, I was starting to say, I don't know that I can trust Nina. I was starting to kind of have some doubts as far as Nina. Yeah, kind
1: of... Yeah, she she goes back and forth, and so, of yeah. course, I mean, a little bit later after this, I mean, it's like, okay, you get your trust of Nina back. Yeah. But at this point, yeah, you're kind of a little shaky on it. But, but yeah, so it's um, very interesting to see the... Of course, Nina's not wanting to be involved because of the involvement between her and Jack,
2: mm-hmm. and don't and so they, she's
1: feeling uncomfortable. When
2: they're at the safe house, doesn't Terry find out about that? Isn't that when yeah. she finds out?
1: Yeah, it comes out, and so then then there's even more awkwardness.
2: <laughs> I would say so. That,
1: that comes out between them, and so and that's when Nina's like, "Okay, I gotta, I gotta go now. I, I can't be here." Right, and so so she's like, "I gotta. We'll, we'll let the other." The other uh, agents here kind of take over the
2: debriefing Mm -hmm. and the and the questioning. And so and the protecting. Yeah. you know. And and I I, maybe we can jump into a little bit of commentary real quick here. But I. Yeah. I Nina. I don't know if she confuses me. I don't know what I don't know if she wasn't like all bad or what the deal was. But with her going back and forth, I'm always like, well, if the plan was to kill Terry and Nina or Terry and Kim. Why did she protect them so much? And and I, I assume probably part of it was they needed the leverage with Jack. But it just seemed like she went back and forth. And so I, I part of me wonders, you know, did she really, you know, was there that part that, that really did care about Jack and didn't want to hurt Terry and, and Kim? But there was also the part where it's like, well, you know, I have to. I don't know. I just I wonder about Nina sometimes.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of thinking, I mean, we mentioned before, and she's basically like a. Uh, mercenary for yeah. hire. So, I mean, she was probably just concerned with the end result, and I I mean, the, the big target was Jack right. and Palmer. And so, I mean, Kim and Terry were just kind of pawns to try to get them to do what needed to be done, and if they died, right. they died. Um, it was just in, inconsequential, but so I don't think she was out to get them, per se. I think even up to the end, it, I don't think Nina was really wanting to do anything, but then when well, we're kind of getting right. ahead of it, but when she was discovered, just kind of in a panic, she's like, "I can't leave a I can't leave a witness because um, when Nina had Terry tied up, she was on some phone calls and stuff, and of course Terry would have right. heard um, what was going on, and so, um, and so she's like, "I can't leave a witness like this to be able to tell people where I'm going or anything about any anything close to that." So I think that's what um, did that. But I think overall up until that point, I don't think Nina really wanted to hurt either mm-hmm. one of them.
2: Well, and, and I think towards the end it might've been, Hey, you know, Jack's the reason that I'm getting caught here. And there might've been a little bit, this will get back at him kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's hard to tell, but anyways, sorry, side note there, but I just, you know, it seems like, you know, all this trouble to go to, to, you know, kill people. And then she's protecting people at the same time. It just kind of goes back and forth, which I guess helps you to not know where she's at. But I was curious about it. Just throw it out there then. I
3: yeah. think the
2: next thing we should talk about, though, is – oh, what was her name? The assistant, Palmer's assistant, Elizabeth. That was her name. We should talk about yeah. her a little bit. We alluded to that earlier.
1: Yeah, well, we probably need to step back uh, a step for that to set up who her boyfriend is. Right. Um, and so when we when we ended the first half, we get an illusion that there is another shooter – Mm-hmm. Um, we also, during the last couple episodes, realized that Gaines isn't the the top guy, but he's working for someone else and he's working for the Drazens.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, so now we have the Drazins that are being brought into the scene and one of the shooters is actually one of the Drazens that's Alexis Drazen. Mm-hmm. And as you see in episode 14, early on, um, Kevin Carrow and some of Gaines's men, uh, we're able to escape from the compound, and they get to a a safe house of sorts of their own or whatever out in the middle of nowhere. And Alexis is waiting for them and blows up the house, all the guys inside it, and then he um, shoots Kevin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so kind of like clean up, okay, you guys aren't going to get the job done, so we're right. taking you out because we don't want any fallout from it. And so, And so they take over, and so now it's a new set here. And so Alexis is then actually the boyfriend of the assistant to the president.
2: Uh, sorry, Senator. Senator. Wow, well, yeah. we're both doing it. <laughs> I did it last time, you get to do it this time. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So we we realize, you know, and then and then she plays off this old oh, I gotta go see my sick aunt. So, you know, Patty, can you take my stuff? And then she goes down a few floors and we realize that, you know, she's meeting this lover of hers. And um and at first, at first, I think you kind of wonder, okay, is she like part of this plot? And then yeah. you realize, no, 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 she just wants to sleep with him. And and then you, uh, then you realize that that oh wow, I remember this guy. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. oh no, you know. And then I can't remember how does she realize that that uh, he's part oh. of the plot to kill.
1: Well, what would happen is, well, well, CTU um, is doing all their research, and they, they find out, okay, now here's the three possible shooters.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so they, they identified the two early on, but then they, they finally got an ID on Alexis. And so they find this out and say, okay, now we need to get in contact with Palmer staff. And so they get all Palmer staff together and says, okay, now these are guys that we're looking for. They're still a threat. Look for these three guys. If you guys have any information, come let us know. And she's in there, and she sees his picture.
2: Oh right, that's right.
1: And I mean, I mean, instantly, I mean, she—it's like she turns heart. pale, and <laughs> her yeah,
2: heart, heart drops, drops, drops into her itself. stomach. Yeah.
1: But um, but I mean, she actually does the right thing, and she mm-hmm. after everyone dismisses, she walks up and says, "Hey, I uh, I know that guy." Yeah. And and so then, of course, then Jack and everyone is brought in and say, "Okay, now this is—I mean, this is obviously the guy." yeah um because i mean he's here uh he Mm -hmm. came into town just a couple days before uh he's with the senator's assistant so i mean he's getting this information so so yeah so then they get that and then um
2: set up a sting operation right
1: yeah set up an operation there and and uh we mentioned before this is the first time that jack approaches a civilian to uh to go in and kind of pose as a As a mole or uh, as a spy. And so because they want to try, all they want to do is get a tracker put on him. Right. And so that way they can monitor where he is and be able to kind of keep tabs on him because he was supposed to be meeting with somebody else and they were trying to find out his plan because they figure that he's not the top. Um, right. Which, I mean, he was close, but he they figured he's not the top guy, and so he works for somebody. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to find out who this somebody was so they can get to the top. And so yep. they wanted to plant this bug on him.
2: Yeah, Elizabeth goes in to do so. And then um, you know they're kind of wor- worried. I think Jack asked her five or six times, are you sure you can do this? Are you sure you can do this? She's like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. And you can tell she's nervous, which anybody would be. Right. And then uh, her anger, I think, at being played <laughs> – gets the best of her, and she ends up stabbing him. Yeah. And, of course, at that point, you know, headsets in the next room are thrown off, and they run into the room to uh, try to save him, ironically. Yeah. And, you know, because they need information. Right. And and they don't want to lose that. And then, like happens in every movie and every TV show, it seems, his phone rings. And, you know, Jack is forced to make this split-second decision as as Nina hands him the phone of what to do. And he basically just says, well, we're going to have to hope that Hope that they don't know who Alexis is. So he answers the phone and uh, does a great job, I thought, Josh, of, of playing off the fact that he has no idea what's going on because right. the guy calls and he's like, do you have my money? And he's like, yeah, I do. Well, he didn't say it that dumbly, but pretty yeah. much that's what <laughs> pretty much that's what happens. And uh, he's like, um, let, or where are we going to meet? And he goes, I already told you. And then he tells him again. So anyways, Jack gets the team together and says, OK, this is our only chance to go find him. And they go downtown and set up this uh, set up this operation to meet with this guy. They get the money and whatnot. And right. He asks the guy, "How do, how am I going to recognize you?" And he goes, "I'll be wearing a red hat." So they're there. And uh, a little side note of this is um, one of the other CTU agents had had some issues with Jack in the past. Uh, Teddy Hanlon. Yeah. And and it seems like it kind of has to do with the whole Jack turning in, you know, you know, turning in some of the other CTU agents for taking bribes or whatever. But anyways, he's just being a punk to Jack, you know, it's like, oh, gee, well, I hope you don't get my line of fire. And, you know, maybe we can talk about it. And and over the calm, you know, as they're doing this mission, Mm -hmm. you know, just flipping him crap. And, well, why don't we go to Starbucks and, and we'll talk about it and just being a jerk, you know, while Jack's trying to, you know, save the country and protect the senator's life and whatnot. Right. So, you know, Nina calls Mason and says he's way out of line. And so Mason gets on the phone and basically says, hey, knock it off. You know, we're right in the middle of a mission. Knock it off. So anyways, he meets with the guy. The guy realizes after finding, after Jack says, let's go over the plan, he finds out that he was ag- had agreed to turn off the power on a certain grid at this time, at a certain time.
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: And at that point, he realizes that Jack is not Alexis. You know, he says, where's your accent? And then he's like, you're not Alexis. And he takes off running. So Jack's chasing him down. And uh, Hanlon, even though he's told over and over again by Jack not to shoot, shoots the guy. Guy, he's like, oh, I'll just wing him. Shoots the guy. The guy falls backward and falls over like an overpass. Right. And, and dies. Of course. And so Jack's ticked off. It's like, really? And, uh, you know, he yells at the guy through the comm and, and whatnot. But, anyways, they find out that, uh, that there's something going on at a certain, you know, a certain grid. And so they start, you know, digging around and trying to find out, uh, what's going on there. And leads them to the next, uh, next part as far as that's concerned of um getting closer to the Right.
1: why don't we jump back and we'll we'll continue with jack's adventures here in a second but why don't we go ahead and jump back to um terry and kim a little bit uh because last we left them i believe they were going to the safe house and they were getting questioned and nita started getting upset um, or started getting uncomfortable and said, "Well, I can't deal with this because now Terry knows about the relationship between them." But then, after all of that, um, we find out that the safe house is hit, and so a mole leaks where Terry and Kim are, and which we, yeah, I think we know who that is now. But <laughs> but anyway, and so and so the safe house gets hit. Kim and Terry escape.
2: It ironically gets hit right after Nina right. leaves. Coincidence? That seems weird. <laughs> and we we gotta give props to the uh, well, he wasn't unnamed. I can't remember what his name was though. The the CT the one CTU agent to, for the final one does a great job of protecting them. Yeah, he does. I mean, he he like sneaks them into a back room and uh, goes to goes to you know check out the house and he gets shot. Terry and Kim jump in a car and they're taking off driving out and the guys are chasing him, shooting at them. And he comes out after him after—well, I guess he was stabbed, not shot. Comes out after him, you know, staggering, but shoots one of the guys, shoots at the other guy, and then ends up getting killed the rest of the way. Um, but, you know, I, I give him props for a, a uh, minimal CTU character. He did a fantastic job.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Terry and Kim, they're driving down crazy trying to get away, and they they're going down this kind of mountain road, and they slip off, have an accident—
2: well what happened was Terry parked the car and she's like I'm going to go up and see if we got away from him because they kind of turned down a little oh, side road. Oh that's right. And she gets out and starts walking up there and the car starts sliding off, off this cliff. Right. And Kim jumps out as it's rolling off that's the cliff. What it was. Kim jumps out, but Terry looks back and just sees an explosion. And so in her mind it's like oh my goodness, you know, my daughter's dead and you know instantly her mind just kind of shuts down and she gets amnesia and can't remember a thing. Right.
1: And she wanders And back. so she just
2: starts wandering. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. And so yeah, she wanders back to the road, which mm-hmm. I mean the bad guy's after her. And so yep. but she comes there. Luckily another guy comes and picks her up.
2: It was a lady, yeah.
1: Yeah, lady. And and picks her up and and says, Here, let me let me help you then we can get you to get you to a hospital, get you somewhere. And and so while she's driving away with her um the bad guy comes by, doesn't see her, and they're he's and so they're kinda clear for the moment. And then they show Kim that she was able to get out of the vehicle before it fell down and blew up. Right. And so right. she's walking around trying to find her mom, nowhere to be found. And she wanders into town and ends up coming calls
2: calls Rick, doesn't Yeah, she, she
1: gets to a phone and calls Rick and says, Hey, I need That's your right. help.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Ironically. And so, (laughs) yeah,
2: and that goes on for two or three episodes. Her hanging out with Rick, and obviously there's a drug deal going down, and there's another girl there that I guess is Rick's girlfriend, and she doesn't like Kim because she thinks Kim's just you know some prissy girl trying to steal steal her boyfriend. Right. And I can't remember, but Terry ends up with a friend, and um, oh, what was his name?
1: It was uh, he was a doctor. Um, oh, Phil Parlo.
2: That's right. And somehow I don't know if she re- somehow remembered his name or had a phone number well, on I think her what happened or what.
1: Is as uh, as that late as that girl was driving her, they came by a cafe or restaurant. Oh right. And Terry's like, and I remember, remember this. Right. She doesn't know why she remembers it, but she's like, this seems familiar. And so she gets dropped off there, and she goes in. The place isn't open yet, and she talks to um, a guy that works there, maybe maybe the manager. And he
3: yeah, she recognizes away.
1: her. She says, "Hey, how you doing?" And and then she's like, "Well, do you?" She's like, "You know who I am." She's like, "Well, yeah, you've been in here many times before." As where's your where's your friend? And mm-hmm. and she's like, "I don't know." And and so it comes out that that they know who this guy is, this doctor, because yeah, before when and they call yeah him, right? and they call him and so I mean uh, Terry and the doctor had some form of a relationship. Um, while they were separate, while her and Jack were separated.
2: Which, let's be honest, when we find that out, like part of me was like, okay, come on. And you were flipping Jack crap. Right. Really? You guys were separated and you were dating somebody and now you're mad at him? Yeah. But so. <laughs> whatever. I, I guess she didn't date a, you know, a traitor of the country. So, uh, I mean, so that's okay. That part. But.
1: <laughs> He's a doctor. <laughs> that's but, right. But, but yeah, so. He then – I mean he knows about her situation as far as her being with Jack and they're getting Mm -hmm. back together and all that. And so he tries to help her and ends up taking her back to her house and so kind of thinking that if she gets back in her environment that it will start to spark her memory and she'll start to remember things. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean he's not a psychiatrist but, I mean, he has some kind of um, training training in it though. Yeah. And so he takes her into the house. They get into the house. The alarm goes off. And, of course, yeah. she can't remember the the code to be able to turn it off. And so the police show up, and she's trying to convince her that this is my house. But she doesn't know who she is. She doesn't have any ID. And
2: Yeah, I think it was like the 12 million pictures on the wall. With her, with her face her face. Yeah, on, that's uh, right.
1: Okay. That's right. It's been a little bit since i seen it. So that's right. Yeah, they yeah. saw it. It's like, yeah, we're pretty sure this is your house. <laughs>
2: yeah. And, you know, all this while, you know, there's the guy that had got there actually before them right. that was trying to kill her. You know, this guy that had been driving around looking for him, his plan was, I'm going to go back to their house, you know, sooner or later. Somebody's going to show up. right? And there was a CTU agent that they had sent to secure the house. He killed him. And then the security company shows up and he waits for them to leave. And then, you know, her friend... Calls this guy who supposedly is, you know, tough or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's supposed to be protecting them. And anyways, he doesn't. Right. <laughs> he he gets shot. You know, obviously, this is, you know, this guy's like Forbi- former, you know, Serbian special forces guy. So he's, he's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, kills the guy that's supposed to be protecting him. I think shoots her friend. And he's on the ground, you know, out of commission. He comes around the couch and Terry's just like freaking out, you know. And he's about to shoot her, and he says, you know, where's your daughter at? Where's your daughter? And she obviously does not remember because she doesn't even remember who she is or what she had for breakfast, let alone where her daughter is or who her daughter is. Right. And, you know, he's like, okay, fine. You know, and he's getting ready to shoot her. And dun, 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 dun. who comes to save Who comes to save the day? Not Jack Bauer. Tony Almeida. Bring back Tony. Tony. That's right. Bring back <laughs> Tony. Because Tony comes in, shoots the guy three or four times, I think. Tells tells Terry to back up, you know, and everything. And anyways, the instant that Tony shows up, for whatever reason, Terry remembers what happened, and all of a sudden she starts screaming. You know, I, you know, Kim was in the car. You know, there was an accident, and uh, Tony has to say, "Wait, calm down." You know, I talked to Kim. She's fine. She got out. You know, we're trying to find her now. And anyways, you know, basically says we gotta go, and grabs her mm-hmm. friend and her, and and they take off towards CTU to uh, you know get Kim or Terry back to safety. And uh, that's how she gets back to CTU, which, of course, is important later on.
1: Yeah, and so while this is going on, Jack is following up on that lead mm-hmm. with,
2: with Mason, right?
1: And it's Yeah, so he, he gets with Mason because Mason doesn't want to let Jack go by himself.
2: Mason says he's his chauffeur. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they check records and all that kind of stuff, figure out where this— um grid is that's supposed to be shut down and so they go out to the place to go check it out and it's this big open field and and so they're trying to figure this out so they're walking around a little bit after a little while mason is uh, well actually during this um nina's trying to call to let jack know about his family having disappeared right but mason's not letting the message get
2: through first off like she calls mason's phone and she's like have you told him yet and he's like, No, 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 and just kinda plays it off like he's talking to somebody else. And then they get there and he just hung up with Nina and he knows Nina's gonna try to call Jack. Right. So he's like, Hey Jack, my phone just died. Can I borrow yours? Right. And so he gets it gets his phone right before Nina calls, answers the phone, and just plays it off as some other call like he made, and then hangs up. And Nina's just like, Really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So Jack
2: has you know, Jack has no idea that all this is going on. It's been going on for what, a couple hours. Right by this point. Yeah. That, that the safe house had been hit and they weren't safe.
1: Right. And and that actually kind of plays into kind of the that they were kind of leading us to think that Mason was a dirty one
2: or at least a jerk
1: during this. Yeah. Well, I mean, later on, I mean, it kind of they're kind of pointing to Mason as being the mole. And so right. this is kind of prepping up to that. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. here Mason is trying to keep Jack from his family and letting him know and all that kind of stuff. And so, right. but Mason was saying, hey, no, we just got to keep him focused on what we need to do right now. If we're talking about his family, he's going to get distracted, which right. is probably true.
2: Yeah, I, I, I can see that a little bit. But still, like Tony said, come just on. let him know. You know it's his family. Yeah. It's his family. Maybe he can give us something to help.
1: Right. You know? Right. But. And so as and so Jack, as they're walking around trying to figure out what's going on at this place – Jack wants to keep going on, but Mason's like, hey, there's nothing here. It's a dead end. Yeah. And so Jack says, no, we got to keep going. And Mason says, okay, fine, you stay. I'm leaving. And so he leaves Jack there. And so Jack's wandering around and he finally finds this small little place out in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And it's this, it ends up being a secret compound. And so Jack is going up trying to check it out and all of a sudden, the bright lights flick on, and he's captured as he's mm-hmm. trying to snoop around there. And so he's brought in, and then he says, "Oh no, no, no! My, I'm, I'm a federal agent. I'm Jack Bauer, and this is what's going on. And there's supposed to be this that's happening. And after a little while, he convinces the the guy that's in charge there about that, that he's okay, and that something's going to be going on. And so as they're going through this, they find out okay, there's a a prison prisoner that's supposed to be coming. And it's supposed to be at this exact time that the lights are supposed to go out. Right. And so Jack says, hey, this is whoever this prisoner is, this is the target. So we have to do everything we can to get this prisoner and secure him because they're, something's going to be happening with this guy. And so right. and so Jack comes up with a big scheme to, well, he finds out, okay, so how, how, many, how many people do we got here? How many soldiers do we got? And there's like six or five or something like not not very many he's like that's it and so and so jack says well do we have any other people he's like well we got some janitors and maintenance guys and something like that and so jack says okay let's get them suited up give them a gun we're going out there and he's like well why do we want to do that because they don't have any training and jack says no we just need to make it look like this is more secure than it is Mm-hmm. And so, because he won, because I mean, the people that are trying to spring whoever this prisoner is. Know that there's only like three people there that are armed, right. and so, and so they they do this, and the vic and the um, uh, prisoner is uh, brought in. The, uh, all the power goes out, but they're able to, or actually, no, the power doesn't go out.
2: Or nope,
1: that's right. Yeah, not right yeah. away. And, mm-hmm. so, and so they're able to get inside with the prisoner, and so. Um, and so they're able to be able to do that, to put the prisoner in a certain place, and Jack's like, hey, i got to find out who this guy is because obviously he knows something big. Right. And so and he has to go do a big run around and try to get that. But when he finally sees a, a video of this guy in his cell, he sees that it's Victor Drazen, and right. it's like his whole world kind of collapses, and he's like, wait a minute, that guy's dead. And so, of course, 24. Supposedly.
2: Yeah. Right. Nobody's yeah. dead. Nobody's 24. Yeah, 24. You never know. So then, you know, Jack puts it all together. You know, once he realizes this is Victor and this is why they're here. You know, this is why Alexis was here. And this is, you know, why Andre's here, because they're trying to get their dad out. Right. And, you know, basically he tells um, DeSalvo, the uh, DOD guy that's in charge of this facility, we got to get out of here because they're going to attack. You mm-hmm. know, there's no way they're going to let us out of here. We've got to leave before something happens. And it's right then that the power does finally go off. Right. Great timing. Thanks. You know. Um, so, anyways, during this whole thing, you know, they attack and, and everybody's killed except for Jack, I think. Well, obviously, Jack's not killed. Um, and they capture Jack, right? Right. Um, they, Jack, yeah. And um, they escape and uh, they're getting ready to kill Jack because obviously that was the whole plan to begin with. Let's kill Jack, let's kill David, and let's kill Jack's family. And um, so at that point, Jack realizes, oh, hey, I can tell them if their brother's still alive. You know, obviously they care about their family. And so he basically tells them, look, you know, their brother's still alive. Maybe you can trade your brother for me. And, um, you know, Jack's not really wanting them to get away, but obviously that's kind of a way to get another chance at them, you know, another crack yeah. at capturing them, you know. And so then, uh, you know, basically CTU refuses to trade them. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? During this time, Palmer's won the primary him uh, coming out and announcing you know the whole thing with Keith did not hurt him as a matter of fact that I think it helped him right um, his honesty and his straightforwardness saying look I'm gonna stand by my son you know I'm gonna protect my daughter and you know I apologize that this got out of hand you know I missed you know I placed my trust in some businessmen that obviously I shouldn't have and they misjudged me basically is what he said right and so they refuse um, Chappelle refuses to trade Alexis for Jack but then Palmer, kind of steps in and says, no, we're going to do that. And basically the whole thing is Palmer says, look, he saved my life. You know, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that he's safe and his family's safe. You know, so uh, Palmer overrides Chappelle and um, says that they need the trade. So they head down to uh, the docks, which is a great place in movies, ironically, for fights to happen. I'm not sure why. But it seems like things always happen down there. We always get some sort of fight at a dock. Yeah. Um. There's several. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so, anyways, they're down there, and meanwhile, while this is happening, Kim has got arrested in a sting operation.
1: Right, because of the drug deal thing that was going on.
2: She gets to, um, gets to the police station with this undercover cop, and he's interrogating her. And basically, the other girl there that we talked about that doesn't like her had basically said, "Look, she's got stories. She's going to tell you whatever she can to get out of this. She's lying." And anyway, she writes down the number to CTU and says, "Call this number." You know call it you know this is i'm being serious my dad's a federal agent so on and so forth right and the guy's just like "Eh, whatever (laughs) you know basically Mm -hmm. but anyways she ends up they do send her back right
1: well well he does end up finding out or um no the uh the other girl um kim helps protect the other girl in the cell right and so the other girl goes back and says hey okay I, i lied before about her she's telling the truth go ahead check on on what this is and so he gets verification that this is the case. He calls CTU, mm-hmm. talks to Tony, I believe. And okay. and so now CTU knows where Kim is. And so mm-hmm. like, hey, we got to get her back here. So they release Kim and she's in transport to get back to CTU then. And then the Drazens get a hold of her again.
2: How did they find her? Were they like tracking, following her? Or what was that? I can't remember.
1: Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Probably Nina.
2: Yeah, well.
1: But but who knows? And so I mean they I mean they, they may have had some other things out there too, but I mean Nina's a good bull and so
2: Right. Right, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Anyways, they the Drazen's get a hold of Kim and obviously that um that becomes a fantastic way to drag drag Jack back in. You know, basically he gets traded. Right. You know, but then you have, you know, them calling back and saying, Hey, guess what? We have your daughter, come back down here. During that time, Kim escapes, and I don't remember how she escapes, but, anyways, she ends up with the highway patrol. Right. And, uh, you know, they call CTU, and, and uh, Mason's ready, you know, finds out where they are and sends two TAC teams down there to, um, you know, take care of the Drazen's. And, um, you know, Kim's saying, You need to call my dad. He's going to go back in to try to save me, and I'm not there. And um, so, anyways, that happens. And, and, of course, Jack is on his way down there to save Kim.
1: Right. Right. Of course, of course, this is after I mean, when the Drazens first get a hold and capture Kim and get a hold of Jack, they say, hey, we need you to go to Palmer. We want you to give him this phone and you need to get him on the phone because we want some money there. That's what they're saying. And so so we need you to get him on the phone to talk to us so that he can free up the funds. Mm -hmm. And Jack says, "Okay, fine. And so um, Jack calls palmer at ctu they they deduce what's going on they figure Mm -hmm. out that i mean that jack is not in contact and as a result that he's going to be having to do a a hit on palmer right and so and so they they call palmer saying and kind of get everything secured again but jack calls palmer and he has this great conversation with him, which actually we got a clip for that.
2: All right. Yeah.
1: That um, that kind of talks about their conversation. And I think it's interesting if we look, listen back to the first clip that we had with their conversation when they meet face to face. And then you can see at this point that the relationship um, in even just these few hours have really developed and the trust is built very quickly. Um, and so anyway, but here's the clip.
3: Jack, I just got your message. Senator, I need to see you right away. Yeah, your office said you might be coming over. I am coming there. Why? I have a message from Victor Drazen. And they also said that Drazen has your daughter and that you could be a threat. They've added to my security. And Secret Service has been instructed not to let you anywhere near me.
4: Senator, they do have my daughter, but I'm not coming there to harm you in any way.
3: What does Drazen want you to do?
4: He wants to speak to you on the phone at 1045. He's giving me a scramble phone so that it can't be traced. What does he want to talk to me about? About money. Senator, I'll explain everything as soon as I get there. Just tell your people to let me through.
3: Drazen's people who are holding your daughter hostage want me dead. You're asking a lot, Jack. Senator, they had my wife and
4: daughter earlier this morning, and I still managed to save your life. I'm not coming there to harm you in any way. I give you my
0: word, sir.
1: And so, I mean, it just amazing to me the the trust that's there and so palmer ends up allowing jack to be able to come in mm-hmm. um against all of their advisory
2: <laughs> against everybody's wishes in ctu and his his group and everybody else yeah
1: right and so jack comes in hands him a phone and says hey he's gonna call you just okay. need to answer the phone and you need to just just do what he says to be able to free up the funds things like that and she, she spoke, then he's gonna release my daughter Right. And so, of course, Jack is being open at this time, at this point with Palmer saying, hey, this is this is what's going on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so um, so the phone rings, Palmer answers it and Victor and talks to him for a little bit. But then um, the phone is actually a bomb. Right. And so and so Jack starts to realize that. And so he grabs the phone, throws it and he jumps on top of Palmer as it explodes. Mm hmm. And so then there's this uh, huge thing. They're trying to leak a story that um, Palmer actually died during it, even though he didn't.
2: Well, don't they just they just don't say anything. Right. And they just let everybody kind of assume that that's what happened.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah, that's right.
2: Because yeah, Sherry so comes kind of in that because Sherry comes in and she's all pissed off because, you know, she's like thinking of, you know, the presidency. And are you, how long are you going to do this and this and that? And, you know, we can't carry this on and tries to get Mike Novick in the middle of it. And Mike basically says, "Don't put me in the middle of it. And I'm not going to the yeah. middle of your argument." <laughs> and you know, it's right. funny because she looks at Mike a few times during that conversation, and Mike just looks down. He's like, "I'm not even. I'm not even going to be a part of this." And you know, right. basically, Palmer, you know, puts his foot down and says, "Look, you, you know, he saved my life." And she's like, "Well, I'm sympathetic." And he says, "No, I don't think you are." And he basically says, "Look, we're going to keep this going as long as Jack says we need to to protect his daughter," and I and you're. You know, and basically says, and you're going to, too. And basically just, look, this is the way it is. Right. And part of me as she's walking out is like, well, somebody better stand next to her to make sure she doesn't say anything, because I don't think she will. Yeah. Handcuff <laughs> you know? her. That's lock right. her in a room. <laughs> Keep her away from phones. Um, don't let a Secret Service agent next to her, because she'll steal their phone. But right. yeah, you know, that's, you know, that was their last plan was, hey, we'll get Jack to, to kill the president by giving him a phone. And luckily, yeah, and- Jack, quick thinking. Throws the phone and, and saves the president again. And, right. Uh, anyway, so then Jack's on his way back, right? too. well, I guess since we're on Palmer, maybe we should talk about Patty a little bit, real quick. Just uh,
1: she's she's the uh, been his assistant, kind of speechwriter, kind of or, help organizing a lot of this stuff.
2: Admires him. When, when we talked about this a little bit, and when we talked about the characters, right? I believe.
1: Right, a little bit, and and so yeah, so just just real quick, and so I mean Sherry. Sets it up for her to go in and basically seduce Palmer.
2: She's so great, Sherry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I
0: just
2: and love And so
1: her. she goes in, and and it looks like Palmer is pulling into it, and they're going to have this relationship. He gives her a card and says, here, meet me in this room in 20 minutes. Right. And so and so her heart's racing and all the kind of stuff. <sighs> She's and, excited. And, and, then, and then it shows up that sh- uh, Sherry's behind it. Yep. Um, and then... And then uh, all these different things kind of happen in between. And then Palmer shows up in the room, or she shows up. Palmer's already there. And Palmer's just kind of keeping it cool, Mm -hmm. keeping it easy. She comes in, and she's all nervous. And he says, here, sit down. There's no rush. Don't worry about it. And then he basically says, you're fired. (laughs) Pack your bags. (laughs) He says, "I, I know what's going on. I know Sherry's behind this, but I can't. I can't trust you, so you're fired.
2: Well, and it seems like, and I, can, I haven't seen it for a while, but it seems like when I watched it too, that that part of it just was, you know, that wasn't an acceptable behavior. You know, whether she was right. doing it, whether she was doing it because Sherry, because I don't think she knew that Sherry was kind of pushing it. I think she was just, you know, liked Palmer, which I mean, he's a he's a good-looking guy. Let's be honest, and he's he's very fantastic. And, you know, I, I think it was just, a lot of it was just, you know, look, that's not acceptable. You know, I'm married and you know, this isn't going to happen. Right. And, you know, and so it's kind of sad in that sense, but you know, it, it really, you know, like you were alluding to that clip, it really shows the kind of person that, that uh, Palmer was, you know, and the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the morals that he has and how important those morals are to him. Um, you know, it's a. To basically let go his his lead speechwriter, you know, a very very integral part of his campaign, because you know, partly because she was acting unprofessionally, and partly because you know she was being manipulated by Sherry, and I I don't know how much each of those was, but the fact was that you know a combination of those two, he wasn't willing to put up with. Which right. I think is great.
3: Yeah. I
2: think I think he's great. Yes. If anybody hasn't found that out yet, I like Senator Palmer.
1: Yes. And um, here, let's go ahead and play that clip. It's just a short clip here, um, a statement that Mike Novick made about David.
0: As hard as it's been for everyone, I think this last day has been about finding out who you really are, not just as a candidate.
1: And so, I mean, I I think that's just really powerful. I think that, um, like I mentioned before, I think that kind of characterizes or kind of summarizes all the characters at least the major ones. So as you right. go through this season and they the characters really develop and really it's kind of really defined as far as who they are. And so, I mean, Jack is seen as this mm-hmm. um, traumatic, I mean, um, ex- extremely loyal, patriotic person, willing to do anything, willing to mm-hmm. sacrifice. Palmer is seen as this steady, always sticking to the truth, sticking to his guns. Sherry is seen as a manipulative one, always out for her own thing. Nina is revealed as Nina <laughs> and, I mean, basically just for hire. So it doesn't matter to her just as long as she gets paid. Yeah. And and so, I mean, same thing for each of these characters. Tony's really developed um, in this. And all so, plus the, just the relationships between them really start to mesh together.
2: Yeah. Or pull apart in the in the instance. Right, you know? <laughs> right,
1: right. But I mean, as far as like Tony and Jack and Palmer, I mean, they're they're really becoming knit together um, during this.
2: You know, and and, and I don't want to get like super philosophical on us or anything, but I think it's it's super great evidence of you know the fact that that in in people's lives, I mean, the circumstances do define you in, in a part, but also you can have your circumstances change you or not change you. You know, and we saw characters that happened to both. I mean, you had, you know, Jamie and Nina, that the circumstances changed them and, you know, took them away from their values and and things they should have done. But you also have people like Palmer and Jack and Tony that, you know, it solidified who they were and what they believed because Mm -hmm. of the circumstances they were in. And I think it's interesting to see the, the contrast of how different people reacted to, you know, essentially the same circumstance. Right. And, you know, how it, you know, some people like Sherry, it made... <laughs> it brought out the worst in them and other people it brought out the best in them and i think that's kind of a a neat you know observation that you can see throughout 24 is that that instance of how circumstance you know how basically you choose how your circumstances affect you and you know how you react to them right exactly it's kind of neat in know philosophical sort of way but uh so we're down to the end now we're down to yeah the we wire. are the last episode, I didn't catch the beginning of this, and and I'm just looking at a little summary here, and it says Palmer has disturbing news for his wife Sherry. Was this uh, hey, we're getting that, divorced?
1: Yeah, that, that's when right. he pulls her into this empty conference room, and he says, "We're done." He says, "After tonight, I don't want to see you ever again."
2: And remember, this is in the middle of a presidential election,
1: right? And so, and he says, "I don't care." I said, "I want to be president. I really do." But I don't care if this ruins that thing. I can't be with you.
2: <laughs> and it, doesn't she point that out at that point, too? You can't mm-hmm. go on to win the presidency in the middle of a divorce. It can't happen. Right. And he's just like, well, so be it.
1: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because he, he realizes that it, he just can't live with her. He can't have right. her around because it's not good for him, even though she says it is.
2: So that's an important part. And then, uh, you know, we get to the point where, uh, you know, we, we know that Nina calls Jack and says, oh, they found Kim's body. She's dead. I'm really sorry, Jack.
1: Right. Of course, at this point, Nina has just been revealed to be the mole. Right. We know officially. Now. And right. so yeah. because she has direct contact with the Drayson, speaking, Correct. speaking the the language. Right. I not sure what language that is, Serbian or whatever. Serbian. And so, yeah, so so she tells Jack a lie yep. because, I mean, Kim escaped. Yeah. But if Jack knew that Kim escaped, he would just leave. Right. And so and then the Drazens lose. And so she's not. And so she's being deceptive in that because she knows that if Jack believes that Kim is dead, he's going to go in and he's going to charge him. And Mm -hmm. as a result, he's going to get killed.
2: Yeah. And he'll go in, you know, with the mentality of I have nothing to lose. Right. Which will make him much easier to kill. And, you know, of course, that's where they're going with that. So anyways, he uh, he ends up killing everybody.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he goes in, kills everyone, and then comes back out, and that's when he talks to the Coast Guard and realizes that Kim is alive. And then he discovers that Nina's the mole. And so he makes a call to Mason
2: mm-hmm.
1: and says, Hey, you gotta lock up Nina. Um, the that next we've got a me. clip for that real quick that kinda shows that and so Mason's kinda trying to figure this out too. But anyway, here's the clip.
4: This is Mason. Hey, it's Jack uh, As usual, I don't know whether to congratulate you Demand your resignation George, do you know where my daughter is? Yes, matter of fact, I do Highway patrol picked her up about half an hour ago She's sitting over here now under heavy escort Now, if you called once in a while, I could have told you You need to arrest Nina um, what? She's working against us, don't let her out of the building
3: Wait, oh, Jack, hold on a sec, what's all this about?
4: She told me that the Coast Guard found Kim's body in the harbor I confirmed with the Coast Guard they never found a body tonight She was working with the traces to set a trap for me
3: Are you sure there wasn't a misunderstanding?
4: About Kim being dead? No, George, she lied. There was no misunderstanding. Doesn't sound like there's any proof either. It's just your word against hers. I'll get you your proof. Just don't let her out of your sight.
1: And so Jack is having to come up with some proof. So after that phone call, Mm -hmm. he goes and he contacts a guy that is kind of in charge of uh, the surveillance videos and says, hey, pull up this time frame here when Jamie was in that room and she committed suicide. Mm-hmm. and so he goes to try to pull it up and he says it's been deleted and jack says well go That's into the rest yeah he's, he says go go back to the original to the backup and he says well we don't have any and he, jack says yes we do here's the code for it and right. so the guy gets into it he finds it he says okay here let me let me pull it up and 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 so jack says call me back when you got it so he gets it he calls jack back and it shows the video of nina oh coming gosh. in and killing killing um Jamie and then breaking the cup to cut her what? and all that kind of stuff. Make it seem like suicide. I'm, I know. Oh, I mean, my Nina. gosh,
2: Nina. So there's your proof.
1: And so, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so then Jack calls Mason back. and says, here, look at your screen. I'm forwarding this to you. Check this video. There's your proof. Get Nina. Right. And so and in, the,
2: in the meanwhile, she is uh tied up Terry. Yes. And basically tells Terry, you know, she has a phone call with somebody saying, Hey, well, you know, we'll meet you in, I think Berlin or somewhere. Um, and then she says, OK, Terry, I'm going to leave now. Uh, I'm going to lock you in and somebody will find you shortly. And then, you know, shoots her from behind. Right. Punk. And
1: the, they, they don't they don't show that. But you Spoiler see that alert. later. Yeah. Sorry. And so, yeah. And actually, kind of interestingly, um, I have a clip of Jack and Terry's last conversation. Um, and I mean, of course, they'd um, Jack Kind of knew it was going to be their last conversation, but he didn't know that it was going to be that way. Jack figured that he was going to be the one to die. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, it's, uh, it is kind of tear-jerking, and so my eyes got a little wet um, during that conversation. I mean, if, uh, if you have any kind of heart at all. But anyway, let um, me go ahead and play the clip, and then you'll be able to hear their last conversation. And then um, that just kind of compounds all the emotions that are going on in Jack's
4: heart and mind. Jack? Hey sweetheart, how you holding up?
3: Jack, where are you? Do you know about Kim?
4: Yes. I'm on my way to pick her up. She's fine. Where is she? I can't say right now, sweetheart, but I promise you soon she's gonna be with you. Hey god. What Jack, what do you what do you mean she? What what about you? I'm sorry, I meant to say both of us. Okay. I just I don't think I can take much more of this. I need you both here, Jack. I know, sweetheart. Look. It's almost over. Just hang in there, okay? Okay.
0: Tell me. What? I love you.
3: I love you too, Jack. Honey, <laughs> um...
4: There's something I have to tell you. I... I've been waiting for the right time. I what is it? You're gonna be a father
0: again what what, what are you saying that that you're pregnant Uh, well yes that's that's generally how it works Jack Jack I'm still here I'm sorry it was the last thing I thought you were going to say are you alright with this Are, are you happy
4: about this oh yes I am I keep thinking that Maybe it's the second chance we've been talking about.
3: Are you there?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm still here.
4: Are you happy about it?
0: Yes. Yes, I'm happy about it. I'm very,
3: very happy.
4: Good. Are you sure everything's okay?
0: Yeah. Sweetheart... uh, I promise you, everything is going to be okay. It's just been a, a really, really long day.
3: Just get on back here so we can all go home, okay? Okay.
0: Terry, I love you so much. I
3: love you too, Jack. we see you soon.
1: And so, and so, yeah. So I mean, so this is all going through Jack's mind too, is he's trying to rescue Kim and doing all this kind of stuff. And so, I mean, news that he's going to be a father again. And so, kind of uh, big news in the middle of crisis to find out. But and so,
2: you know, then he lives, and so he's like, oh, cool. You know, this is all great. Yeah, and so, and then he's coming in the C.T.U. and, and Nina's sneaking out. She had got out of the building before they could lock it down. And, you know, they shoot at each other in the vehicles and Nina, you know, crashes, Jack gets out, pulls her out of the car, you know, hand on her throat, gun to her head. And, uh, you know, she's like, I'm just doing my job. And, you know, that doesn't fly with Jack (laughs) by any means. And he says, doing your job, how many people had to die? And, you know, he starts naming off like uh, Walsh and, um, you know, all these people that have been killed. And then she says, well, how many people died because of you? And I think at that point he's like, "Oh no, you didn't! Don't you are not going all righteous on me." <laughs> Cock, you know, pulls the hammer back on the gun, and I think he's ready to like splatter her brains all over the car. Yeah. And you know, of course, that's when Mason and and Tony show up, and some other you know unnamed CTU agents, and basically talk him down. And you know, Mason's like, "You know, go be with your family. You know, it's over. You know, we'll take care of this." And he goes and and uh, reunites with Kim. And you know, Kim asks where mom is, and he's like, "Well, she's supposed to be here. You know, stay here. I'll go find her." And that's when he shows up and sees that she has been shot. Yeah. And by the way, you know, we mentioned earlier, I think, in the overviews that we thought Chappelle being killed was the first silent clock.
1: Yeah, this was it. Terry yeah, was the silent clock. Yeah. Yep.
2: So anyways, he gets her, he picks her up and he's going to go take her to get help, you know, from their, you know, medic unit there at CTU. And as he's carrying her, her head kind of flops back like it does when people are dead. And, yeah. and you know, he just starts crying. You know, obviously, not only his wife's gone, you know, they just finally mended things. Mm-hmm. He found out that he was going to be a father, and now that's not going to happen. Um, you know, I think and then, probably briefly in there is I wish we would have killed Nina. <laughs> yeah. Because I think he would have. If he would have realized Nina had shot T- Terry, oh, I don't think she would have made it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it would have been like
2: pull her out of the car, shoot her there. <laughs> right. But.
1: Well, yeah, so. So that's kind of a quick summary of season
2: one. We didn't do it justice, but I think we did okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, We're going to try to do some blog posts actually um, here in the next week or two to um, kind of hit some some of the other things that we had to skip over and so kind of give a little more detail. So we're trying to bring some video clips and audio clips and some of our own uh, opinions too about some of the stuff. And so – uh, you want to come back to the um, come back to the website, the24podcast.com, and be able to um, check those out.
2: I think for sure we're going to do one about Sherry, aren't we? Yes, oh, a, at least one about wonder, Sherry. What a wonderful person she is. Yes. And uh, I don't know. I, I'd love to hear from uh, the, the, the listeners as well, anything else that they'd like to, to have gone into a little bit more detail. And uh, maybe we can talk about you know either some characters or a, a certain scene. Um, or something, maybe we can throw in a couple blog posts about that and get some feedback and whatnot. That'd be that'd be neat too.
1: Yes, and uh, and actually, next episode, um, I'm not going to be on. Well, I'll, I'll be on for an intro, but we're gonna, uh Mark's going to be having a conversation with one of our fellow um, listeners,
2: our resident expert.
1: Yes, our resident expert, our um, uh, president of the Bring Back Tony Club, and so That's Joel. Right.
2: President and CEO. CEO, I yes. I think he's founder. CEO <laughs> founder. And
1: so and so um, member. Yeah, and so Mark's gonna be able to have a conversation with him and um they're gonna be uh, discussing some various things here about twenty one uh, twenty four, maybe some things that we missed. Um maybe some of yeah. his perspective, some things specifically to Tony. And well some. you know what,
2: because Joel talked to us told us that he's watched every single episode like nine or ten times yeah which is like two or three times more like not not times like number of times but like you know quantitatively like two or three times i I think i've watched him like three times so he's watched it like three times more than i have
1: right and
2: so basically it's going to be okay dude what did we miss what what would you want to touch on and and i think it'll be cool to get somebody else's perspective and uh maybe bring out some things that that we hadn't noticed or hadn't thought of or some connections to other seasons probably and and it'll be fun and uh don't worry we're not trying to Kick you out, Josh. I promise. Oh no, I understand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but in so, the me-
2: in the yeah. meantime, people definitely need to follow us on Twitter. Yes, at um, the twenty four podcast, and uh, also my Twitter that, that I use is at s crop two s k r o p p two on Twitter, and uh, we're always talking about twenty four and, and our ideas and our thoughts of what's going to happen and our viewpoints on on the things that that uh, that have happened and some cool pictures and some quotes and, I don't know, all sorts of things. But we'd love to, to interact with you there for sure.
1: Yes, definitely. And so then um, probably the last thing I want to leave you with today is iTunes. Yep. And so we definitely want to get your um, reviews in iTunes. And So it you helps. can go to the24podcast.com forward slash iTunes. Yes, it definitely does help. And so it helps us to be able to climb up in the rankings, help us to be able to become a lot more visible. We can be able to get on the – top charts and so forth like that and people can be able to find us a lot better and so um, be able to do that you can um, take a little bit of time to be able to leave a five-star review you can leave just a um, just a written review as well and so be able to do that and the more we get of those that'll help itunes be able to bring us up more in those rankings right And so definitely would appreciate any more of those. And especially if you are leaving a review and you're not in the United States, send us uh, a message either on Twitter or um, through email and let us know so that we can be able to give you credit for that because um, it's hard for us to be able to check through all the different countries. So all we see by default is the U.S. um, reviews. And so we want to try to give you credit uh, when credit is due. And so let us know that and uh, we will definitely give you the thanks for that.
2: And we'd love to hear what you say. We'd love to have your feedback and know yes, know what you think of it. So, yeah, definitely let us know either. Either, you know, yeah, like Josh said, you know, say, hey, I, I left your review in, you know, Australia or Germany or whatever it is. So we,
1: Yeah, so we'll go ahead and uh, sign off for now, and we'll catch you guys later. Are you there still? Yeah, I'm here.
2: What happened I, I, there?
1: I don't know. You kind of yeah. went dead. I kind of did a, a sign-off.
2: Um, I know. All I heard was a... Like it like closed... Closed? But anyways, a sign-off is good because... Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right.
1: Well, anyway, I'll let you go.
0: All right.